Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from First Orlando. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at firstorlando.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now, enjoy this podcast from First Orlando. Hey, so this is the last day of, of Nehemiah, and we've been talking about rebuilt. So if you've got a Bible or if you've got your uh, uh, you know, phone or whatever you got, iPad, uh, get to Nehemiah, the last two chapters. If you're online with us today, I'm so glad to have you, especially today, because I, I, I think there's some things in this that I just believe will encourage you and will bless you. And so thank you for being a part, wherever in the world that you happen to be streaming this now. We're just honored that you would take the time to do so. So listen, this is what happens in the last two chapters. There are two requests that Nehemiah has, two things. If I could sum up the last two chapters of the book of Nehemiah, here's what it is. I want to celebrate. I want God to remember me. Those are the two things that Nehemiah says. I want to celebrate. And I want God to remember me. And you know what? Nehemiah's a lot like all of us. I want those things. I want those things. I want to tell you, first of all, what happens. He wants to celebrate so much so that he actually takes the choir and he takes the Levites and he takes all those who are part of worship at the temple. And he gets up on top of that wall, and they divide up, and they go both ways. Okay? And they're marching around the wall. Now, let me remind you, the wall is 10 feet thick. Okay? It's 10 feet thick, but it's a little higher than just a normal stage. Remember how high that wall was? How tall it was? 40 feet, all the way up to those speakers up there. And so here they are, 40 feet in the air on a 10-foot thick wall, and they start in different directions, and the whole time they're marching, they're singing praise to God. They're giving thanks. Last weekend when Danny was up, he talked about a word, hesed. It's the most important word. If you can remember that word, you understand God's amazing love, hesed. It is a Hebrew word that I interpret, I think it means steadfast, steadfast Love of God towards us, faithful love of God toward us, covenant love of God toward us. But it really is a word that describes how He loves you today. It describes how He feels towards you. And I want to make sure we understand this thing is the foundation of what's going to happen today. Is God's steadfast love toward us. So the celebration. Let's just take a look at it, then, and I want you to read just a few passages. If you've got your Bible open, I'm going to read from chapter 12, uh, just a few verses, verse 27. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites in all their places to bring them to Jerusalem and to celebrate the dedication with gladness, with thanksgivings, with singing, with cymbals and harps and lyres. And then go down to verse 30. And the priests and the Levites purified themselves, and they purified the people and the gates and the wall. Notice before they ever began to sing, they got it right with God. They purified themselves. And they made sure that their heart was right before they began to sing. And then the next verse, verse 31, Then I brought the leaders of Judah up into the wall, 
and appointed two great choirs that gave thanks. One went south on the wall to the dung gate. Now skip down to verse 38. The other choir of those who gave thanks went north. And I followed them with half the people on the wall above the tower of the ovens to the broad wall. Now what's cool about this is, you, I mean, you can just see it. You can picture it in your mind. The wall was at least two and a half miles long. And so here they are, they have this huge choir, and he divides them up, and they're going different directions, but they're singing together, and they're giving thanks. Now, what's amazing is that there's a verse, I didn't read it, because, I mean, it's just a little aside almost, in verse 36 that says, they went with the musical instruments of David, the man of God. Now, that may not mean a lot to you, but can I just give you a little reference point? David was 500 years before. So they have held on to his instruments of praise for 500 years. And so they have those instruments. They use them on this day. And so here they are. They're marching around. And then when they get together, go down, if you will, to verse 43. And they offered great sacrifices that day. They rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The women and the children also rejoiced. And the joy of Jerusalem was heard far away. I want to celebrate. And can I just tell you that we always have a reason to celebrate. We have a reason to celebrate. You got up this morning with a reason. To celebrate. I got to finish a story I started a few, uh, few weeks ago. You remember I told you I was driving down 192. I was coming out of St. Cloud going to get on the turnpike and I was really feeling bad. And I had one moment where I had to get off the road and the only place I could find was a little bank parking lot. And I got over there and got out of my truck and, and I turned around. There was a lady walking out with a bottle of water. And I knew she had come from some trailers. There's some small trailers there. I knew that day whenever I thanked her that God wanted me to go back because there was something that I needed to do for her and something she needed to teach me. So this past week, I went back and found that trailer. Before I found that trailer, I stopped by a place on 192. Some of you know it well, called the Catfish Place. And I got a gift certificate because I'm thinking she's not far from it. I'm sure she likes eating there. I would guess she does. And so I pulled in, and I wasn't even sure which trailer was hers. There were three of them right there together, and I picked one. Knocked on the door, got this envelope in my hand. She comes to the door. When the door opens, I knew exactly who it was. And I said, ma'am, do you remember me? And she goes, no. I said, you remember that day there was a guy in a white pickup that pulled off the road and pulled into this parking lot over here? Oh, she said, I do remember you. And I said, I just, I just had to come and say thank you. And I just had to tell you that I don't know many people that would do that. For somebody they don't know, and a stranger. And this is what she said. Well, that's what I'm supposed to do because I'm a Christian. And she said, that's what I want to do. I said, well, I, I just had to stop and tell you thank you, and I, I have a gift for you. And I want you to have this. She starts crying. And I said, no, this is a gift. She said, no, no, no. I don't need it. I have everything. 
He's blessed me, and I have so much, and I, I really don't need it. You don't have to do that. I said, no, I don't have to do that. But this is what the Lord told me to do, and I want to give it to you. I said, you know where the catfish place is? She said, yeah, I know right where it is. I said, I want you to go down there, and I want you to enjoy yourself. And then I looked at her and said, do you know who I am? And she goes, no. I said, have you ever heard of a church, First Baptist Church of Orlando? It's on uh, John Young and I-4, and also it's on TV a lot. And this is what she did. <laughs> she grabbed her face. She begins to weep. I mean, literally weep. She said, oh, my goodness. I cannot believe that you. And I said, you know what? I had to come back today because of what you've taught me. And she said it again. She looked at me and she said, well, look, God has been so good to me. And he's blessed me. And I just want to do something for somebody else because God has done that for me. I want you to meet my 192 angel. She is a beautiful child of God. And I will forever remember that one moment. But not the moment you think. The moment she said, I have everything. Why shouldn't I do that? I'm a follower of Christ. I got in my truck and drove away, and this is all I could think of. I have everything. I'm blessed. Why don't I do those things? Why am I not out doing the very things she did? You and I have a reason to celebrate every day of our life. Because God has given us life, right? He's blessed us. They were celebrating because they got a wall finished, but not just the wall. It's a lot bigger than the wall. They were celebrating the fact that God had been good to them. And let me tell you, we need to celebrate for us. You know why? Because we think of us, and we get wrapped up in us, and we never see anybody else. So worship has a way of getting your eyes off of you and helps you to see somebody else. I think it's the reason we worship. Worship is not because... We're good. Worship is because God is good. And that's every day of our life. So we have that reason to celebrate. And you know what else? We need to celebrate because people are watching. This verse where it says women and children joined in the singing. Women and children joined in. Where do you think those children learned to praise him? Where do you think they learned to worship him? Watching mom and dad. You see, we don't have any idea how much our worship impacts somebody else. You have no idea the children that are watching you right now. I mean, they may not even be in here, but they'll watch you in the car when you're singing a song and worshiping. I get texts all the time. I got one recently, and this mom, and she's as faithful as she can be, and she texts me, and she said, my daughter is in the back seat yelling, Jesus is king, Jesus is king. And she said, I have tears streaming down. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Do you realize children are watching? And so when we worship, when they work, it changes. I love watching my grandson. He wants to turn on the TV when he stays at our house. He'll want to watch the service, and, and he wants to watch Roberto. Okay? He does. He wants to watch Roberto, and he, and he wants to see, and then he'll get in front of the TV. He'll get his guitar, and if it's Waymaker, he's in. I mean, he's seeing the whole thing. And he's doing everything Roberto's doing. And I told Roberto one time, I said, please be careful what you do, because my grandson's doing everything you're doing. 
He's singing. They learn from us. And you know who else? The world. Did you see what that verse says? I want to put it up here. You can go back to it. It says, the joy of Jerusalem was heard where? Far away. I mean, that would be like people in Umatilla hearing our worship. I mean, people in Claremont hearing our worship. People in Bithlow hearing our worship. They hear. They see. By the way, the number one thing, according to Barna, that an unchurched person does when they come into a room like this, when they haven't ever been to the church, you know the number one thing they watch? You know what's going to make the decision whether or not they come back to church? It's not the preacher. Nope, we run them off. We, we're not the reason they stay. We're the reason they leave. They're not looking at the band. They're not looking at the choir. You know what they're looking at? They're looking at you. And unchurched people will tell us, if there's no life, if it's boring for them to be there, why should I be there? So they're watching our worship. I think there's an incredible witness in worship. And today, as followers of Jesus, we ought to be celebrating more than anybody else. Am I right? We ought to be celebrating more than anybody else because of what He's done for us. My goodness, He's forgiven our sin. He's made a way for us to go to a home He's building, and He's been working on it for a long time. And He lives with us, and He guides us, and we're in the palm of His hand. And by the way, the air you're breathing now, He let you borrow it. When you rolled out of bed this morning, He woke you up. And there's never a day where you don't have the most reason to celebrate and to rejoice. So don't ever stop singing. Don't ever stop rejoicing. You don't have to sing. You can worship without singing, but singing sometimes is a way to help you, and it's what they did that day. I just feel like it's something we need to do, and I want to encourage you if you're online with us. I know it may feel different because you're by yourself, and, and you feel like, well, I, 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 it's not the same here. Can I just tell you something? He is just as much with you wherever you are watching this. He's just as present there as he is in this room. The one who created the heavens and the earth is sitting on the couch beside you. The one who made you is there. Wherever it is you're streaming this, you have as much reason as we have to celebrate. If, that, if the book ended in chapter 12, I think it'd be an awesome thing. I really do. It'd be a great ending. They ended with everybody on the wall having a great time and having a party and celebrating. But it doesn't end there. You know why? He had one more desire. I want God to remember me. I want to be remembered. Let me show you three times. Three times in the 13th chapter, he asked him to remember him. Let me just show you. Go to the text. The first one is in verse 14, chapter 13, verse 14. Remember me, O oh my God, concerning this. Do not wipe out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for his service. Now go to verse 22. The last part of the verse, remember this also in my favor, O oh my God. Spare me according to the greatness of your steadfast love. We're going to come back to that. And then the last one, would you go to the last phrase in the book? The last thing Nehemiah says, remember me, O oh my God, for good. Think about it. I want God to remember me. I think every one of us want God to remember us. 
I mean, I think we just want to be remembered, period, right? Doesn't it help you when somebody recognizes you, somebody knows you? You know what is the most dreaded question that I face? When somebody walks up and says, do you remember me? And then Rachel tells me who she is. I mean, it's, it's shocking. I, I don't know if it's bothered you, but masks have created the issue. for I, I can't recognize anybody with a mask. And I'm like, um, I think I know you. You see, it feels good for somebody to remember us. And especially God. I'll never forget our children's ministry did a thing once where they they let our kids write a question they wanted to ask Jesus one day. And one girl wrote this, did I do okay? I think that girl touched something so deep within me. I just want to know, did I do okay? God, do, do you remember me? And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, the, the way you get God to remember you is you, you do a lot of stuff for him. Nope. Nehemiah did. I mean, Nehemiah, the first few verses of chapter 13, he's cleaning house. And he needed to clean house. Because the faith of Yahweh had been polluted by other faiths, other religions coming in. And the temple was not being kept like it should. The priests were not being cared for like they should. I mean, it was a mess. In fact, I'll tell you how bad it got, how passionate Nehemiah got. I said I wasn't going to read this verse, but I got to read it to you. Nehemiah, verse 25, says in the 13th chapter, and I confronted them, and I cursed them, and I beat some of them, and I pulled out their hair. <laughs> now, I was going to talk about it, but, but I'm not now, because I see some of you men have already met Nehemiah, so there's no need for that. <laughs> Seriously, that, he got that passionate. So is there, is there anything wrong with being passionate about being pure and walking rightly before? No. But that's not what saves you. That's not why He remembers you. You see, the reason we do good works, the reason we do good works, listen to this, is not for His grace. No, it's from His grace. The reason I want to sing and the reason I want to praise Him and the reason I want to make a difference in my community is not so that I can get His favor. It's because I already got His favor. That's bad English, but I just think it communicates. That's why we do what we do. But it's not the basis of His remembering us. I told you that one verse we're going to come back to. Look at it. We're going to go back to that verse. Remember this also in my favor, O God, and spare me according to the greatness of your... Who can tell me what that word is? Hesed. That's the Hebrew word hesed translated there, steadfast love. That's the most important word. It occurs 250 times in the Old Testament. It is the character of God. This is what Nehemiah recognizes, and he says it himself. I know why you're going to remember me. It's because you are steadfast and faithful. Not because I'm great, but because you are steadfast and you are great. So I want to encourage you. You ever thought about asking him to remember you? I know there's some that are online with us, some in this room. You've been working really hard. You've been giving. You've been doing things you should and things that are great. And I know you're kind of sitting back thinking, oh, yeah, God's going to remember me. 
You sure? Let me tell you what happened to me. Uh, Rachel is, is <laughs> my wife is cleaning the attic these days. Spring cleaning. Man, she's doing an incredible job. She's working so hard. Well, I want to show you what she found the other day. This was in the attic. I'm so upset. This is in the attic. Somewhere back in the corner, it's about to fall apart, so i got to protect it. That is a trophy that I won in 1992. I mean, this trophy meant the world to me. I got runner-up. My brother-in-law and I <laughs> entered a, t- a tournament in the city, and we got second, or first, I think first runner-up. Yeah, first runner-up. We beat a couple of 10-year-old boys, but I'm not telling you that. (laughs) We were so proud. I mean, man, look, I've never gotten a tennis trophy, and I just thought, man, I'm going to hang on to that. I'm going to keep that. You know where it was? Yeah, gone. I hate to break it to you this way, but all those wonderful things that you did for him, The Old Testament says your righteousness is as filthy rags. Stuff in the attic. You see, all the things that we do for him, that's not why he remembers us. Jesus said on that day, many will say, Lord, Lord. And he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. And they will say, but wait, Lord, we cast out demons in your name, and we did mighty works in your name, and they named some other things they did in his name, and he will say, depart from me, I never knew you. So you mean it's possible to do stuff for him? And he not remember you? Yeah. Because I just want to tell you this, this is the gospel truth. The only thing that saves us and opens the gates of heaven is not one thing that we contribute. It is nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. The love of Jesus. What he did for us, he made a way. We are simply to trust. And sometimes all our goodness and all our stuff gets in the way of simple trust. Do you remember the day Jesus was hanging on the cross and on either side of him there was a criminal? They deserved to be there. Jesus didn't. One of them looked at him and asked him one thing. The same thing Nehemiah asked. He looked at him and said, Jesus, remember me. And you know what Jesus told him? Jesus said, did you ever go to a Baptist church? (laughs) Did you ever give money? Did you ever feed the poor? No, Jesus looked at him and said, today. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. And all he said was, remember me. I don't know what you're trusting and what you put your hope and faith in for him to remember you. But I'm telling you, the only reason he remembers you is because you have asked him. And you believe. Last weekend, I was in Melbourne preaching at a men's event. It was outdoor. Really cool. They had a big old lot, and they invited uh, men from the community. And I spoke twice, and in between the sessions, a guy came up to me, and he said, hey, Pastor David, I, I've never met you, but I know about, uh, about you, and I watch a lot. 
He said, I have a ministry. I go out and I just share Christ and invite people to trust Jesus. And he said, I was, I was in Orlando the other day and I was just witnessing and two of your members. I talked to two of your members. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> he said, uh, I, I shared with them and I said, do you guys know for sure that you're going to go to heaven? And their answer was, yes. And he said, why? And he said, they said, because we go to Pastor David's church. And, and I said, well, and what did you say? And he said, I looked at him and said, that ain't going to save you. <laughs> can I look at you and tell you, that ain't going to save you. You can be on staff in this church. And that ain't going to save you. There is one hope we have, and that is the steadfast love of Jesus. And when we say, Jesus, remember me something happens. And so it is by His love that we today can celebrate. It's by His love that we can rejoice. And you know what? It's His love that's your hope when you have no hope. I know there's someone that's streaming this right now or someone seated in this room. And you're really at the end of your rope. You, you don't know where to turn. You don't know what else to do. Maybe you've tried everything and you're ready to give up. Can I just tell you, His steadfast love never gives up on you. And He is there with you. Would you just call His name? Would you reach out? Maybe rebuild means that's what He wants to do in your life. That's what He wants to do for you today. Can I beg you? Can I just beg you to let us help you? I mean, we want to do something that's, that's going to point you in the direction that will change your life, just like J.P. found him. We believe Jesus is right there with you. Jesus has not forgotten you. And Jesus is there. And so if you could reach out to us, even immediately, even today, you could text the word HEALTH, H-E-A-L-T-H, HEALTH, to 40777. Then we're going to follow up immediately, and we'll kind of give you some some encouragement, and maybe take the next step with you. Also, if you want to go to the website, you can do that. And at firstorlando.com, you can find um, a lot of information and resources about Celebrate Recovery, one of the ministries we have here, of a counseling center here. There's so many things that we have that are intended to help you find the hope and the Hesed love of Jesus. I, I just got a sense that I want to close today with this. I feel like there's some, some in the room and some that are online that you need today to say, Jesus, I've been doing a lot of stuff hoping that's good enough, but I realize today it's not good enough, so I want to call on you. I want to believe, and because I believe, I want to ask you, remember me. That's a simple prayer, but I believe God hears it. I believe Jesus is honored by that prayer. So can we just bow our heads in this room and wherever you happen to be streaming this, just, just say to him, Jesus, I believe. Remember me. Just tell him, Jesus, I believe you. I believe you are the Messiah, the Lord and Savior. Remember me. Jesus, thank you for hearing that prayer. And thank you for answering. In Jesus' name, amen. In the room, look this way. I know 
that the Lord has been blessed. Because we got to do two things. We got to celebrate. And we got to say, Lord, remember me. So now, we can go enjoy the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great day. May you never forget the incredible, hesed, steadfast, faithful love of Jesus. God bless you. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. Thanks again for listening to the First Orlando Podcast. For more information like our service times, location, and other contact information, be sure to visit us online at firstorlando.com. Have a great week.